the first question we ask everybody is like, <laughs> when you first got to the league and you played minutes, who was the first person to bust your ass? Oh, the first person to just flat out bust my ass just was uh, like, Grand Hill. Ooh, Detroit Pistons, Grand Hill. Ooh. You know he couldn't shoot. The scouting report was let him shoot. And even though you was off him, he still could get by. He's the quickest player I ever played against, still to this day. You played against a healthy Grand Hill. Healthy Grand Hill, first bro, that was first step. Lulu. I mean, you'd be three feet off him, dog, and right by you. Nothing you could do. You're looking at the coach like. <laughs> yeah, throw that thing. Yeah, he would. He would. <laughs> yeah, I mean, throw if, it hey, dog, if he didn't get hurt, he'd have been one of the all-time greats for sure. Yeah. Today we got a very special guest. We got my man. Al Capone, a.k.a. Al Harrington, a.k.a. the boss man, the leader of the pack, Mr. Viola. So y'all need to listen. It's your boys, Q Rich and D-Miles. Knuckleheads, shout out to the podcast. Season two. That ain't how we thinking, that ain't what we do. Like, it's just like. How did y'all come up with that? Yeah, yeah. Is this thing on? Well, well, scripted, we kind of just get into it. We come from an authentic OG standpoint. You weren't winning with just one star player. The league had changed. This is a story that people don't know. This dude had my shoes on, right? He just talking hot mess. You know, we were just young and wanted to prove ourselves, and you were in the way. <laughs> This is nice, man. Pour me some Henny. Yo. It's a great, it's a great, it's a great feeling. It's a great feeling. Why you choose St. Patrick High School to go to? I didn't even know what St. Pat's was, to be honest, when you know when they first you hit me. You know the history or nothing? I ain't know nothing, man. The only thing I knew was I had heard about a game where Shaheen Holloway played against Stephon Marbury up at, uh, I think, Fordham College. You know what I'm saying? So I remember that game. And I remember everybody talking about that game being like the most hyped game that year in the area. So that's why I heard of St. Pat's, but I also heard of St. Anthony's. So when I went to this tournament at Seton Hall, um, pretty much both schools was interested in me. And to be honest, I wanted to go to St. Anthony's just because I heard more about St. Anthony's or whatever, but St. Pat's was closer to my house. So to be honest, like that's the reason why I went to St. Pat's because I only it took me two buses to get to school compared to like four. So I met you what that was after freshman year. Yep. When we was at Adidas, that was between no, that was after my sophomore, sophomore, sophomore year. After sophomore year, year going, yeah, yeah. we was at Adidas. Kind of this when I first so we were 15, 14, 15, 16. Yep. Albert, <laughs> Albert Harrington. No, no boogie. I was garbage. He man. was a big man. <laughs> he was big, big Albert. That's what all is like. Big Al, big Al. Like no boogie, knock knee, bad feet looking. Like I'm like, but it was cool. I met him. He was cool. We hit it off right away. Boy, one year later, you know, SpongeBob would be like two minutes later. Like boy, that boy came back. Ba ba ba! Say yo, wait a minute. When did Al start like for real boogieing? Like, boy, how did how did you like go from one year to the next? Like, probably what we saw when we was at Adidas stuff. Right, yo, I ain't gonna lie, man. It was that, my, that was when T Mac came out. Yeah, we was T-Mac there the for, the, for the legendary T Mac. James Felton, God bless the day. He windmilled on James. James played on my AAU team too, so he heard about that for a very long oh, so time. You really knew him. Oh man, he heard about that for a long time. But um, this AAU coach, right, that when I was a freshman in high school, he came to see this kid named Kurt Hobson play, right? And, um, you know, I've always been the 
nice guy for the most part, right? So a really, a really nice guy. So he befriended me trying to get to Kurt to get him to play on the AAU team. So he was always like being cool with me and, you know, trying to get him to, you know, plug him with Kurt. So I was trying, but at the same time, he would just be like, just come to the gym and work out. So he started like working me out, like showing me different stuff or whatever. I go to St. Pat's. So I get to St. Pat's, whatever I was, you know, I started or whatever, but I didn't finish a lot of games and yeah. I couldn't catch. I ain't Holloway throwing all these fancy passes. They yeah. falling out of bounds. He going crazy <laughs> on me or whatever. So <laughs> sophomore year wasn't all that great either. But when that season was over or whatever, you know, I dedicated myself to the gym with my AAU coach. And, man, this dude used to, like, have me do some of the most simplest ball drills. Like, everybody asked me how I got handled. I got handled doing three drills. I would have to show you, but one of them was a fingertip drill where I used to dribble around the lines of the court with my fingertips going back and forth. He's never, ever told me a drill where bounce, bounce between your legs, bounce, bounce, cross, cross. Right, right, right. I, I never did <laughs> any of that. that. Finger pads. Yeah. I never did that any of that. that memory going in your finger pads. Just my fingers. And then I would just go play. And we yeah. would always play full court to 100. 100 yeah. by twos and, and threes, yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? So, so I would do that every day. So a lot of times it would be like me and one other person playing against five kids. Yeah. I'm literally dribbling up the court. It's three kids on me. I'm trying to throw it to my legs. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm like playing and becoming creative with my game. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I became creative with my game without the drill structure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was just from just moving naturally, making instinct moves and different things like that. So I was developing. So when I went back <clears throat> for my junior year, or whatever, you know, I just blossomed. It just started to come together. And then leading up into All-American camp, like what he's talking about in Nike, was I literally shot, I had to make 2,000 shots a day. And I did that for a month straight. Every single day. What the hell I could have been if I did? I ain't never shoot no 2,000 shots a day. Nobody never tell me like that was the way to get your game right. I used to play against higher competition to get my game right. right. I never went in the gym and worked on it. And worked on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like when yeah. I was coming up, it was right. always play with the OGs and you play with the grown folks, you can be on the level because right. they yeah. on the level. Hell yeah. The right. first time I seen you is uh, going into, the summer going into your senior year. Right. This was we, after uh, Nike camp. After Nike. QNIM was like the number one AAU team, so I'm playing with them. And playing up. You playing with the road runners. Yeah. You and Zach Marbury. <laughs> Looking at your squad, I'm like, man, they go, we finna murder them. And man, I think you had like 45 or something like that. I'm talking about, man, you. I'm like, man, who is this? Right. Al I'm like, oh, man, he that deal. Right. Out of everybody we used to play. <clears throat> Everybody, I'm talking about everybody we used to play. I don't give, I don't care how good they were. We used to lock that shit up, right. especially that summer because we was better than everybody. Right. We used to uh, have a saying: "We gonna get somebody else a scholarship." Right. Because they best player ain't finna kill they ain't us. They gonna get it. But you, we couldn't stop you from. <laughs> like, and bro, we only like, ran two plays. Oh no, we, like we, <laughs> we had only got two plays. We offense. got out, but like he was the only super. Like we won. You know, he was the only star. superstar that we couldn't lock up, and he <laughs> yeah. dunked on D Gates. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't gonna lie. To be honest, man. Like going into that game against you, I'll never forget that game. You know what I'm saying? Like I was so nervous, bro. Like I'm talking about nervous, like. Stumped like I go to bathroom nervous before that game just because of watching y'all before. And I'm looking at my team like, 
we had a couple cool ones, you know. You know <laughs> it was like, none of my kids was, was punks. They weren't punks, but they yeah. weren't talented. You understand what I'm saying? They have a chance. And I had to go out there, and, you know what I'm saying? And that game, that was probably one of my best games that summer. You know what I'm saying? And y'all definitely brought that out of me. You <laughs> almost single-handedly beat us. <laughs> yeah, you tried. Like, I'm talking about, boy, you brought so it. Cool. I was like, man, we was, <laughs> we was and adjusting. I remember, and, I, and, I, and I remember when I first saw you, was in the bathroom. <laughs> like I was in the bathroom. D Miles coming to the bathroom. That's <laughs> the first time I was like, really saw you like at that tournament. Like he tall as hell. You was out there getting to the money too, but you definitely had to play behind them. They was the ones. Hey, they was beast, yeah, they was the ones. You had to get it where you fit in That's during when that I was time. Just blocking shots, rebounds. Yep, <laughs> he, he, he he you held me back from getting MVP at Nike camp. Huh? It was his fault, but I didn't get it. Yeah, I think we got co MVP, right? It really wasn't a real thing. It was like you was number one, I was number two out of the camp, and some people said it was like a co-MVP, but whatever. Like He was the reason I wasn't a top player at camp because he was the only one who did more than I did. <laughs> I told everybody a new ass boy, and I'm talking about the only thing was – he came and did the same thing, but he was 6'9". Right. <laughs> did the same. Like, that was the year that everybody, like, remember Rashard said, no, I'm not going to do this. I got to go there because that's where everybody yeah, was there. at. The yeah. whole top. I mean, Nobody was, was at Adidas. <laughs> Nobody was, was at Adidas. Yeah. That, that was, that was, that was, that was one of the best years. That was change. Like it, was, it was bumped there. See, Jerron Rush, Coleon Young. You, in high school, you played with, man, one of my guys. He a good dude, Samuel Dallenberg. <laughs> I remember him at Nike camp. He had the, the headphones, headphones on playing When Tupac. he first came over. They was like, he don't speak English. But he knew every Tupac verse. <laughs> <laughs> he knew every Tupac verse. He around that motherfucker rapping Tupac. <laughs> That's how all foreigners beat up. Hey, the first the thing they learned accent. is the album. Hey, up. I don't know how to talk, but I know how to do yeah, it. That's the first thing all of them learned. I remember that Samuel Dallenberg was walking around there. Man, bumping Tupac, rapping it, and then say another word outside of bro. That, <laughs> the was, lyric. bro, that was one of my that was one of my weirdest teammates, dog, in high school, bro. Yeah, he used to like, you know, he was already seven foot, and he thought he was like a, a karate kung fu legend. Every time you come down to uh, it was called O two where the lockers was, he down there like fighting five kids, <laughs> like he just kicking, <laughs> <laughs> kicking, yo, yo, he was going crazy. He was just like. You can't get by me. <laughs> just the kids were just, they were running. They were just trying to fight him. He just throwing them into the lockers and kicking them into the lockers. And then, uh, so the one, the one, one story real quick. We flew. We came out here to L.A. Uh, my senior year and played my today. And on a plane ride there or whatever. So I was the man. And what my high school coach was just trying to continue that buzz going right. So he knew Sam was the next dude. So anytime I did an interview about me, anything, he would always plug Sam. Right, so my point guard on my team is named Fridge. Fridge was probably the second best, not probably he was the second best player on our team, right? And he was a junior like Sam, but he was never giving him no pub. So we on the plane, and we all sitting in like an emergency exit row, and oh, we in front of it, Sam in, in the back, and Fridge is like talking shit about Sam, like da 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 da, going crazy, right? So we go to the game, so we we fly here. Go to bed that night, wake up the next day for the game. Now, remember, we on East Coast time, so the game is at like 7, 8 o'clock at night. Yeah. So, of course, we wired. We hyped to be in Cali. We in the mall all day shooting that chick, all kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Go to the game, had no energy. But at the end of the day, the moral of the story is I never forget my stats. I had like 29, 16, and 8 yeah. or something like that. Sam is my center, right? This man had like two points, no rebounds. <laughs> 
So that he played the whole game and would just box out and not rebound the ball. <laughs> <laughs> mad at Fridge because Fridge was talking about him on the plane. <laughs> I was so mad at him after the game, bro. Like, that, I ain't going to lie. At that point, it really affected me and his relationship for a very long time after that game. We had no business losing him out of day just because he didn't want to rebound. You're throwing them lobs. he just catch it and throw it back out. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, dog, what are you doing, bro? You care about the game or nothing like that. Man, Sam was, Sam was definitely a, a character. But I was surprised he made it so long. As, as, I, I didn't think he was going to make the league just because his, his interest was in so many other things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even when he got to the league, like he's one of them dudes that could just multitask. You know, he builds computers now. Yeah. Stuff like that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He one of them type of dudes or whatever. But I, I was surprised that he made it to the league. He I didn't think better he had and better and better. He, he had definitely some good years in the league. No, nah, really good years. You went straight out of high school. What college would you would have went to if you would have went? Bro, I, uh, I was going to go to Georgia Tech. Mm. And the only reason I was going to Georgia Tech is I like Atlanta. I love Atlanta. And uh, they took me to Magic City for my visit. <laughs> for your visit to the... Uh, on my visit. On your took visit me to Magic. school? Thought that it changed my life. <laughs> I'd never seen nothing like that before in my life. <laughs> so I asked them. I was like, so we could come to this all the time? Like, they always show us love like this? They was like, all the time. That's all I mean. <laughs> <laughs> they had spots like that in Jersey, huh? Nah, heck no. Nowhere else I was looking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No other school. No so other you university. Going to Georgia, that was your version of he got nah, game. Man, what, bro? I was going to Georgia Tech. My grandmother had just moved down there. You know what I'm saying? So I was cool. I mean, I'm talking with my grandma, his girl, Betty. Mm -hmm. She had just yeah, moved down yeah. there or whatever. So uh, Shout out to Grand. Yeah, so I was going to go down to Atlanta, bro. What made you go straight out of high school? Like, you know what, like, man? I, uh, the reason I went was because they told me I was going to be a lottery pick. Right. I wasn't going to go. If I wasn't going to be a lottery pick, I wasn't going to go. Right. I, I got deeper, higher pick from my workouts. Mm -hmm. They said I was going to go one through, what, 14? So I was thinking like eight, nine range. Right. But in the workouts, I got deeper, closer mm -hmm. to number one. Right. Like, well, what made you want to go? Man. Who told you you should go? Bro, like I said, I mean, I didn't go all the way back into, like, my whole history with the game or whatever, but, like, I didn't start playing basketball until I was a freshman in high school, mm -hmm. and they made me play. You know what I'm saying? Growing up, I was always uh, a little overweight, hella clumsy. You know what I'm saying? I was not coordinated. You know, I used to want to play. You know what I'm saying? I used to play my mom all the time. She used to beat me all the time. Uh, I just – I was terrible, bro. I couldn't put it together, like – Lay the ball up, dribble the ball. Way to beat up on them on their workout. I ain't have it. So when I got to high school, like, I ain't going front. Like, I was a Nick fan, and I used to love Jordan like we all did. You know what I'm saying? But at the Nick same fan. time, but you yeah. know what I'm saying? I never was, like, in the game. Like, I wasn't my – I ain't have hoop dreams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I wanted to play. What I wanted to do was go to Notre Dame to play football mm -hmm. and then play for the New York Giants. If I had a plan in sports, but that was my plan. could you play football? I was nice in football. You know what I'm saying? I played football even my freshman year. nice in football. I was nice, bro. What'd you play? I was tough. I played defensive end and offensive tackle. Yeah, I knew you was on the line. Yeah, I was on yeah. the I told you I was big chunky. Ass was on the yeah, line. I was big as hell. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I was out there on that line, but I had the growth spurt. I started hooping. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, freshman year, I played on a freshman team in Roselle, New Jersey. Nobody ever heard of it. Mm. They called me Big Daddy. That was the name. That was my nickname <laughs> on the team. Big Daddy, right? You know, play whatever, started one game out of the 19 games. We went undefeated that year, but not because of me. Yeah. Um, I transferred to St. Pat's. I don't know why I transferred to St. Pat's, just because somebody wanted me, I guess. They was like, yo, come here and play. I went there to play. Sophomore year was terrible. 
when I went to Adidas camp, I didn't get it. I didn't even get a real invite. Adidas can't yeah. be talking about what happened was, you know, how some players can't get there. You know what I'm saying? So they had some open spots. So my literally my high school coach called me and said, yo, they got local an open kid. spots. They got an open spot. You local, come on. And that gave you experience of seeing something bigger. Exactly. So yeah. think, but, but just think about this. My That's car crazy. ride with my high school coach when we going up there where he's literally telling me in the car is like, just remember, I'm a nice guy, right? Yo. <laughs> We gotta find somebody to replace Shaheen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We gotta find another star on the team. I need you to help me find. Like when we gonna be here, we gonna be working some of these kids to see who we can get to come to the school. Oh, this so is what he's you, this you is recruit? The ride there, bro. He he got me a spot in the camp to recruit, bro. Right. <laughs> you recruit? <laughs> right. He come play with us. Yeah, I was supposed to be a coach, fam. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I don't know how this hoop thing worked out. <laughs> so bro. I get there, and like you said, I get there. I was big or whatever, but I ended up making the little all-star team. Mm-hmm. So that's when I got on the map, just because I made that. That next year in my high school season, how I got my rep, how I became Al Harrington for real, was I bust Lamar Odom ass oh. in South Jersey. Oh. And, you know, Lamar was the dude, and I tore him a new asshole. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got on the scene. That's when I went from – Top 100 to top 25 after I got him. I got him at like a hoop summit thing where everybody was there. You understand what I'm saying? And that's when I came on. That's when I became Al Harrington. You understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So back to this, you know, back to your question is like now I go to my senior year. So going into my senior year after I left the camp and I was the number one player in the country, I was just like, shit, if I finish this year (laughs) off number one player in the country, I'm going. Everybody else going, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So I didn't really have a lottery number in my head. I just yeah. knew that if I was a number one player in the country, I was going to get drafted. Yeah. And then even when I went through the draft process, I was supposed to be a lottery pick too. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Orlando Magic was supposed to pick me, but obviously they didn't and whatever. It's been hell to pay for them ever since. But <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's how that went. So really, bro, like my mom, I had to talk to my mother about going. And, you know, obviously, you know, that paperwork they got to sign because we not of age or whatever. Yeah. And, bro, she ain't want to sign it. She's just like, what you gonna go play with grown men? She like looking like you ain't even that good. <laughs> like, you know, my mom, <laughs> yeah, she worked all that. the time. You know right. what I'm saying? So she went, I ain't have a mom that was all all the games with all my clothes on. Like hey. my mom worked. She I tried fe- to make I, sure we had oh, food. I felt my mom didn't really believe how good I was <laughs> too. Like <laughs> they didn't, bro. You talking about league. <laughs> right. Nah, baby, I think you need to go to college. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you she, talking about league? Bro, I she started nice. crying. She started crying because she signed it. She signed. She started crying. I'm like, Ma, I know what I'm doing. I'm like, Ma, they told me I'm going to be in the yeah. top 15. Like, what yeah. you talking about? I remember, like, we, you know, that whole stretch, we went to everything. You know, yeah. you go to McDonald's, all of this stuff, the game, the, you know. USA uh, game. USA, the who's something. Like, matter of fact, we was in the game where Dirk. Did his big splash. Yeah. That's how he got drafted. Who's the coach? I I want the fire on the coach. Remember me and Eric Barker, he ain't players. Like, you played, like, Rashard played, and then he played his guys. Right. Ronald Curry, who wasn't even no basketball player. No hate on him, but he was, you know what I'm saying? He was, was was Boo Williams. Yeah. Boo Williams. Boo wasn't the head coach, though. Who was he? Was Boo the head coach? I don't know. Whoever it was. was. Whoever it was. But but Al got busy in the game. I ain't get to play in the hoop summit. But Dirk bust our ass. Yeah, oh that's the God. game that put him on the map. Mm-hmm. Dirk that game, Dirk Nowitzki. He got us. Came put like thirty four on us, and I'm sitting. There, I didn't really. I ain't know who he was. I didn't even <laughs> seen him before. That's right. what I'm saying. Like I wasn't all in the hoop like that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I had no idea who he was, but he was out. None there of us killing. did. Nah, none of us knew. Who I never he was. heard of him uh-huh. at all. None of us. We didn't know who Just none some of them tall were. Kid with the blonde hair flowing. 
<laughs> so when when did you get into like the, the rankings and stuff like to to see the rankings and and like so it was after it was after Adidas camp mm-hmm. I was like top seventy five to a hundred I played in there yeah. right once I got Lamar I yeah. was kind of you know doing whatever but when I got Lamar I went to the top twenty five yeah the AAU started so you know how you got the couple tournaments before Nike yeah. or whatever I killed those. So now I'm like top 15, yeah. top 20 in between there, and then after the camp. Oh, so, so that, that 45 or whatever you put up on us gave you a boost too. Yeah, we was the, yeah. all the, everything counted at that point. <laughs> every every little counted. bit helped. <laughs> everything <laughs> counted. Everything, every little bit hey, helped. Hey, you ball, like when you was coming up and stuff, like who was the guys that you were seeing, like, man, he nice? Um, coming up, Tim Thomas. Tim Thomas, Thomas was hard. <laughs> he was hard. Like, no, he like, effortlessly. He was hard. Nice. hard. Like, that's why I went, that's why I wore number three was because of him. Like it's myths about Tim Thomas. Like <laughs> did what I say. I'm like, this black he killing. Imagine too. if he yeah. played hard. Imagine he had like, he was that. chill. He, he ain't so had cool. a dog. It was oh, like it's so easy to that. Yeah, he was cool. He would have been a famer. Yo, yo Tim easy. Thomas was the one of the one of one of the funniest teammates to me, dog. Like <laughs> Tim never had a bad day, bro. <laughs> Tim, every time you see him, Tim come in, smile. What's up, doggy? What's up, doggy? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What's good? You know what I'm saying? Like, never rush, never in a hurry, always smooth, chilling. Like, what's up, doggy? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what's good? Like, Whether chilling. played or not. Never. I'm talking about never had a bad day, bro. <laughs> like, Tim Thomas. Tim Thomas, who else? Um, Tim, Kobe, obviously. So Kobe, you seen um, Kobe in high school? I seen Kobe. In high, I told you I bumped in. I, I bumped into him at the University of Maryland, and uh, I was walking out the door. I was walking in the door. He's walking out, and like the door kind of hit me or whatever. And like, what up? And he introduced himself. He's like, "What's up? I'm Kobe." And I was like, "What up, bro?" You know what I'm saying? And like, so he was cool like that in high school, right? Yeah. Um, Shane Battier was kind of nice. Like just watch. He's one of them guys that did everything. So you fit that mold. You just much respect to Shane Radier. I hate his Shane Radier. I, I hate his game too. But in height in, in AAU, I seen him like do work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, who else I saw do work in? Uh, obviously Lamar Odom. Yeah. Uh, Ron, Ron, a, Ron Ron Ron. It was a lot. It was a lot of nice dudes. Remember Khalid Elamine? Khalid Elamine. Adidas. Khalid Elamine. Khalid Elamine was out there giving. Work. That boy was a bucket, boy. You hear me? It's big, bro. Working dude. Chubby. Work though. Who was the person that you seen that you wanted to like mimic your game after? Um, you know the way so remember, so I wasn't that good, right? And so in high school, so I never I never was playing in the park and was like, Jordan <laughs> Never did that. Like never once ever. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never had that. Um, the one player I like, bro, I promise you, dog, Oakley was my favorite. Like Oakley, he his his game was just limited enough <laughs> <laughs> that I felt like I could play like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, once I got good, Scottie Pippen was the guy. Scottie was my guy. Scottie too. was like I wanted to. I always wanted to like impact the entire game, and that's what my AAU coach always taught me. Like he never gave me props for scoring all the time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It was everything. always about all the other stuff. You know, he never yeah. said nothing about scoring ever. It was always about all the intangible, all the little stuff here and there. And uh, so Scotty was the guy that I was just like, you know, if there's anybody I wanted to play like, it was him. So tell me this: How was it when you all right? You get drafted, right? 
Then you go live with AD, Antonio Day. Now, I, I play with AD. That's the, that's the OG big homie. If anybody you, I could see somebody, a young dude staring with, it would be somebody like yeah. AD, because AD is a super solid big brother no, type. No, bro. But mm. I'm, I'm not. That's I'm saying. I, I said if anybody, I'm just trying to figure out how you still. How did you no, do it? Boy, the only one in the history that ever did that. I ain't never heard nobody in the history of the game that <laughs> <laughs> got drafted and went and stayed with somebody. <laughs> like stayed with one of your teammates. Like that's crazy. Well, so this is what happened, brother. For real. <laughs> like, this, is nah. what, this is what happened, y'all. Listen. So it make it'll make sense. I'm not tell y'all what hey, happened. This little dude in my house. Like. I know, right? With his wife and kids and everything. But he had a big ass house, and I had the whole downstairs. So the downstairs was like a bedroom, a sauna, yeah. movie theater, whole living room area, another kitchen. So he had like some crazy crib. So literally, I had my own crib downstairs. I still went in through the main. You had huh? a curfew. Yo, I ain't going to lie, one time. No, nah, you had a curfew. No, no, no. <laughs> one time his wife said something to me about coming in mad late. I <laughs> <laughs> you felt but bad. Like, I was just like, damn, really? I'm like, really, Kendra? Or whatever. But this is what happened. Lock, I got drafted. It was a lockout. So yeah. remember, this is the real lockout. Oh, when yeah, we came back, remember, it was only 30 games. So we came back after February. We came back after normally yeah, All-Star break. That, right. yeah. So what happened was I was living in Atlanta with Steph the whole time. So I was out there training with Steph on Marbury, right? Then I'll tell you what, now, now that I think about it, like in December is when they start thinking the lockout was about to end, right? So Reggie made everybody come back to Indiana and start getting ready for the season because, remember, they just lost game seven to the Bulls. Mike just retired, so now they think it's their time. they right, like, we right, definitely right. the best team in the league. Right. So let's start having workouts and everything, right? Yeah. So he made everybody come, come in town. The only two people that did not come was uh, – well, three people that didn't come was Dale Davis, Jalen Rose, and Travis Best. Other than that, all 12 players, anybody that was going to be on the rookie, you know, going to um, try for the team, everybody was there. So what happened was, since I ain't have my bread yet, you know what I'm saying, he was like, just stay with me while you do the training or whatever. He's like, you know, it's cool, my wife cool or whatever. So it goes from December all the way to February. So now I'm ingrained in the crib, bro. Where you going to send me now? Right. You know what I'm saying? The season about to start. You going to put me out? You going to put me out? Bro, I got to go find a crib now? For what? I'm in here. I'm fine. We supposed to be brothers. I'm good now. So that's what happened, bro. So it went from, because I didn't have bread to get a crib, because it was a lockout, okay. just stayed with him during the workout. Then it ended in February. The season was going to be over in, what, May? Or whatever, so he just like just let we just rock out. Yeah, just stay here, and that and that's how I have it, bro. Believe me, I did not want to stay there, yeah. but it just made a lot of well, sense. Shout out to Big Davis. Shout man. out that's to Big right Davis. Now, now I ain't gonna lie, man. Two things, man. Like two ways he saved me, right? So one time he saved me because I and this is where like is huge having big homies, right? Yeah. First time one day I come home, I had this big box at the crib, right? So it's like I open it up, it's all these books. Or whatever, right? So I'm looking at them. It's like numbers in the books and all this stuff or whatever. So I'm like, whatever. I take it. I put it up in the closet. Like two weeks later, I come home again, and Antonio's sitting at the table with all them same books I had. So it looked like he took the books that I had, right? So I'm looking at him. I'm like, where you get those from? He's like, they. He's like, what do you mean? I got them in the mail. I was like, I said, it look like the books I got downstairs. He was like, you know what these are, right? I'm like, what? He's like, taxes. So I'm like, what you doing? He's like. I'm, signed, I'm I'm filling out my taxes or whatever. So I had got the same book or right. whatever. I ain't know nothing about 
taxes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My financial people just sent me this stuff and didn't tell me to sign nothing. Or right. Nothing. Just, so I go down, I get them, away. grab them, and had to sign my taxes, right? So one, he saved me from, he taught me how to pay taxes or that yeah. I had to pay taxes. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And then the second thing was that one day, man, Reggie Miller, so Reggie Miller and, um, and, and Mark Jackson, dog, like, used to pick on me about everything, son. Dude, I couldn't what walk, you right? Were, whatever. What I wear. If I wear lip gloss, they sent like not lip gloss, but uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, not lip gloss. You know what I mean? But anything like yeah, they just made fun stick. of everything, dog. So, but yeah. but Mark Jackson off the court was my man. Like he made me go everywhere with him, everywhere. Yeah, I didn't go no. He didn't go nowhere without me. So mm-hmm. we had that relationship off the court, but on the court, him and Reggie would just ride me about everything. So one day, man, they was on me so tough, dog. They got me to the point where I wanted to fight. Like yeah. literally, I wanted to fight. Right, I'm like, man, fuck this. Tomorrow when I go to practice, Reggie say anything to me, I'm stealing off. <laughs> like that's how much Reggie got under my skin. Now I love Reggie. Reggie, the big homie, that's yeah. up. But this yeah. is how they treat rookies. Right. So I get home and Antonio could tell something was wrong with me. Like pops, <laughs> like pops, like sit down, son. What's going on? What's right. on your mind? <laughs> so, and I think he saw it in practice too. You know what I'm saying? So I'm telling him. And I was like, I understand, like, why Mark's so fake. You know what I'm saying? He's my homeboy. And then on the, and then we go on the court. He get with Reggie. And I was just like, I promise you, Reggie, say anything tomorrow. I'm going to steal off on him, right? He's like, young fella, all right, let me just let me stop you there. That's, That's not a good idea. Chives, you don't want to just steal off the child. Like, you might want to pick somebody else, not child. He's like, That's not a good idea, young fella. You know what I'm saying? So he definitely taught me all the clippers. I probably have been out the league if I'd have stole on Reggie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but uh, but now, nah, but yeah, Red, I mean, but uh, Antonio, man, he just he told me about being professional, like being on time. You know, days where you know I get to a late start, he'd be on me like dog. You just got in here, man. We don't owe you nothing. These teams don't owe you nothing. I don't need to ever wake up and see you in here eating Eggos when I'm coming to get mine. You need to be out this house already. You know what I'm saying? So he told me a lot from that perspective, like how to be a professional. And I think I want. He didn't want you to rise the price. <laughs> he told you to get there before. He'd be yeah. gone already, bro. Yeah, I'd be gone. Like so after that, bro, I hardly ever seen him in the morning in the house, bro. I've been gone. Mm. Been that's gone. He's still asleep. We we need that when we're younger. Nah, so you football. need it, bro. And he told Isaiah me. was your coach uh, down there, too. Yeah, so I started with Larry Bird and then got Zeke. Then got Zeke. Yup, yup. Back to back, HOS. Back to back. In two different NBA styles. My first dunk was against y'all in uh, Indiana. I dunked oh, on Jermaine O'Neal. Preseason. preseason. Mm. It wasn't even, it was like, at some, like, you know, like body, a body. small place in Indiana, not, not at regular Indiana. Right. That Indiana State. That it was at Indiana State. That's right. Where it was we went at. down there. I remember that. Punched that thing on J.O. Yeah. so nasty. J.O. gave him a five out of it. was like, five. nah, like, gave him a like, five. Yeah, little fella. That was hard. <laughs> that boy Zeke was like, don't shake his hand. <laughs> Yo, Zeke, Zeke mean, bro. <laughs> like, don't shake his hand. Yo, Zeke mean. I'm telling you, man, Zeke pregame talk is, bro. Yeah. He then about to fight. He be then about to fight. Somebody. Yo, he crazy, bro. I got stories on him in that locker room. <laughs> he tried to kill J. Rose one day. <laughs> he tried to kill Jalen, but I ain't gonna lie, Jalen was the G. You remember how uh you remember how uh Matt Barnes faked that thing at Kobe and Kobe just ain't ice grilled it? That's how Jalen played it. Zeke threw speakers at him. <laughs> threw the speakers? Threw speakers at him, like chucked them at him. <laughs> he never moved, but the speakers like came right here and dropped because they were connected. <laughs> oh. If they wasn't connected, I promise they'd have hit him because Suns, he, he did not flinch or nothing. He just sat <laughs> there. Zeke just chucked them at him. He just, boom, and just fell you to the ground. You are the last dragon. <laughs> <laughs> 
still writing his speech instead. I'm a guy. Right, he blocked it with his mind. Right. I remember I was geek. I dunked on Jermaine O'Neal during the preseason. And uh, we played y'all in L.A. So I in and out of him at like the like at the uh, half court line. I'm like, oh, I'm finna boom one more time. I done stuck it all the way out there, and I done, he caught my and like I fell like <laughs> like died in the air. Like he caught my like I hung myself on the rim. Right, fell out of bounds. The ball hit me. I felt like he got me back. Like <laughs> you was got back. Yeah, I feel like he got That's me back. That's the one thing bro. I will say about Jo man. Jo used to go get everybody. Every, he he man. didn't care about getting dunked. Left, nice, nice. He did not get dunked on a lot. Thank With God. Left, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He well, was too. Left, he, he used he, to go get it. But he was, was nice offensively and down. defensively. But he didn't get the he don't get the props he deserved. We was just asking right. Ron about how like man how good Jo was. Right. Like I was a contender because the Jo was that but good. I, I think that he just came up in that era where the power forward was running the game. Yeah, because remember it was him. You know, like he was in. Duncan, the, he was in Duncan KG. KG. She, he was, he was Rebel, in that. He was in that mix. Dirt. He was in that mix. Yeah, it's like how the point guards are right now. So it was a couple. You know how we always think point was point guards. We're like damn, Kimba. Yeah. Oh damn, Michael Conley! Like they, they stupid nice, but it's just so many. They yeah. so, all of them nice. Just telling Zebo, like man, you was the boys, man. And like and you came up on us to see you go against the Duncans and the KGs and seeing putting them twenty and tens up every year, like that's big. And Jo too. Yep. Like now Jo, Jo one year he should have got high school, school brothers. You know, yeah. we straight out of high school. We didn't need all that college stuff. Yeah, man. We way advanced. Waste of time, bro. Yeah. We went to get the money. Everybody get the money. <laughs> you got Word. the opportunity to play with another guy that's part of our fraternity, that's straight out of high school fraternity, mm-hmm. and he ain't never get the chance to like blossom. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. Jonathan Bender. Yep. He was like KD. He's one of the KD versions too. Like the had a ratchet. Got the KD DNA from all us being the tall dribbling guys. And had a ratchet. I mean, he, he could, could shoot. shoot he could flat out shoot that he ball. Was a bro. Jump shooter. He was a he could flat out shoot that ball. I'm <laughs> telling you, his 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 problem started in high school, bro. Like mm-hmm. they 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 he country picking you on Mississippi, bro. He from the country part where when his knee swell, like his brother grab a needle and, and take out the fluid. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And uh, you know the story goes. He went in for some type of regular surgery and woke up with microfracture surgery. Mm. And like he was never the same after that. And the back then, microfracture surgery wasn't the way. Because I got microfracture surgery on Monday. Right. But it was after we seen Amari come back and get All-Star and Jason Kidd come back. Right. On microfracture surgery and get All-Star. You know what I'm saying? Like That's when I got mine to kind of come back. Yeah, he but when he got it, it was early, and he just never was the same. But I tell you what, man, like he used to outshoot Larry Bird all the time. Only person in the gym that could do it. I mm. mean, Reggie Reggie wouldn't even outshoot Larry like that. They wouldn't really shoot because they had that respect because they played with each other and against so each Larry other. Larry st- still had a ratchet like that. Old school Larry, cash, holding up hmm. the number one. But JB would beat him in shooting hmm. all the time, every time. That he boy was JB nice. Shoot. He was nice. Yeah, he, he could jump this high. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah, nah, he definitely yeah, had hops. He had it all. Either yeah, leg, dribble. He had it all. He had it all, bro. Yeah. Just couldn't get right. They used to call it. Never mind. I want to talk to you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, 
what they used to call him? See, <laughs> what they used to call him? Because remember, he was a rookie, right? Yeah. So remember, I'm telling you, I used to call Mark and Jack, uh, I used to call uh, Mark and Reggie Dick and Balls. <laughs> dick and Balls? Like to the young guys. I could never say it to them. So I used to call them Dick and Balls, right? So they used to call him because, you know, his rookie year, he got there and he had a little knee issue and he went, you know, he didn't get on the court because, you know, he came in. Remember, he had most scoring, most points in McDonald's game. Yeah. He was a top five pick. Yeah. So he was supposed to be that dude, but he couldn't get on the court with us. Yeah. He was just a little bit better. So they used to like, they, they used to like, they compare this kid to Garnett? Ticket stub. They used to like, oh, <laughs> it's called a ticket stub, bro. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, think about your OGs, the guys you look up to. I'd have fought them. You know what I'm saying, right? I'd so you see them. why I'd have to fight they them. get you to that point because they just they they was relentless. <laughs> the oh, they, they was relentless, bro. These dudes was relentless. They used to call them ticket stuff. Hey, hold up, though. I have to ask you to talk about protege. Oh man. My man had his own shoe. You might don't remember this. I remember this. It was going to work, man. Would have worked, This bro. man had his own shoe. Protégé. Big baller brand before Big Baller brand? Before Big Baller brand. See, when I was proud. Wait, wait, is it Protégé or Protégé? It was Protégé. Protégé. They used to have the, 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 across the street from the garden, they had the, the joint on lock, the little billboard the right there. billboard on both sides of the garden. My man's had oh. the. How did that happen? How did that come about? Man, so once again, one of your best friends, my man, Starberry Marberry, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, he did the Starberry thing or whatever. And, you know, I saw what he did or whatever. And I saw the impact that he had with it. Right. But it quickly failed because the company that he did it with, they cashed out off of it. They took it, cashed off of it, and then they just buried Stephen Barry. So who Stephen Barry. So whoever bought the company bought it to like <laughs> to just get rid of it. It's right. so crazy. That's when you realize big money stuff. Two hundred million dollars to get rid of it. So when that happened, he never could get back, he never get his footing back and then he was out the league. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But what I saw was I saw that the impact that it really was having on communities and kids and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And what, you know, the one thing I, you know, I, I'll say is that, you know, I'm always in tune into like what's going on around me and especially just what's going on in the community. You know what I mean? And even when I remember growing up, like, you know, I remember eighth grade year, like I had bought shoes that was too small. You know what I'm saying? Because I really wanted them like the Harachis, the one that goes, the green ones, they wrap the little thing around your ankle or whatever. And like literally they were really too small, like a week into school. And I remember my mom's making me rock them joints all, like most of the school I year. You like, made me pay for these. Like, you, make, you, like you gonna wear them small ass shoes. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I remember her, like, well, we can go get you these. And they weren't the right shoes. Dun -dun 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 -dun. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but then I opened the Pro Wings and Max J 900s. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm definitely not doing that. I cut the, I cut the toe off of these joints before I do that. Just my feet out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? But but what it did was it, it you know, it enlightened me that, you know, us as athletes or whatever, the power that we have and like, you know, the way that we make people feel, you know what I'm saying? Knowing that they could be a part of us or our lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? So what Steph's shoe showed me was that you can have a shoe that's, you know, 20, 30, 40 bucks. And if it's pushed and endorsed by the right person, a kid can still feel empowered wearing that shoe and not feel like he wearing the dunce. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So everybody can't afford Jordans. Everybody can't afford the dopest Nikes. You know what I'm saying? But there is a middle America 
where I think there's a lane. Like it's still, did that too. And it's Shaq still a lane there. Like, I don't know why these kids don't do it, especially now with social media, the way that we can control so much of our own marketing. I don't understand why some of these top guys don't just don't make their own brand push and push it. Stuff. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think that especially there's a lane the there. better resources than now compared to when Everything, you were trying And the to world do. is opened up to us now. So now you can get the same dude that manufactured Nikes to make yours. You can, And you could tell that story. Like, this is the same factory that the Jordans come out of. Right. You understand? what I'm saying we can control the narrative now you know what I'm saying so I don't understand why dudes don't do that because you know you may make 50 million dollars but it's over 10 years from Nike you yeah. it's potentially you could make 10 million 50 million in one year depending if the shoe hot it go viral you never know you know what right. I'm saying that's that's the type of opportunity out here if guys just wake up and you know just be more be uh, more of an entrepreneurial spirit you know what I'm saying I think there's a lot of guys that could cash out because I Mine would have worked. I just had bad business partners. You know what I'm saying? Kmart nah, had picked us up. You was on the entrepreneur yeah. Negro spirit back then. Man, yo, ne- yo, I'm telling you, Kmart picked us up. They did the test run. I the 120 remember, bro. Stores. You remember you yeah, was on when was you came to, be, to they the. They was about to give us the whole thing, bro. Sears, we about to we was about to do a deal in Sears with a higher end protege. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? When, yeah, <laughs> when that was gonna be like protégé. 50, yeah, yeah, when that was gonna be like 55. Exactly, bro. We was right there, dog. But I had a bad business partner. He just did some. I don't want to talk about it, but yeah, it's just, it happens, man. And <laughs> it was a brother too, which even worse. You know what I'm saying? Somebody that looked damn, like me, damn, uh, damn. jerked me over. You know what I'm saying? But that's just part of it. You learn, you live and learn, and keep pushing. You know? Yeah. You played for the Warriors. Y'all had like some characters on that Warriors team. We like believe. we, you know, we we knew all y'all guys. So you know, it was it was like. Seeing y'all like enjoy the way y'all hoop, and then y'all had a coach like Don Nelson, you know what I'm saying? Who finna be so creative, right? With drunk the lineups and stuff, <laughs> drunk, yeah. He gonna, he gonna Just drunk making stuff up, yeah. <laughs> he gonna come up with something, and and y'all was exciting. Y'all did something big in 2007 by uh winning that first round series from the number one seed. What was that season like? Like, what was that that series like? So that that season was that season was was one to remember for me. So I went from Atlanta, signed back as a free agent in uh, in Indiana. Back in Indiana, in my mind, I'm like, I'm never leaving Indiana again because I had all that success in Indiana. I went to Atlanta and won a combined. 30 games in two seasons yeah. <laughs> when I won 62 the year before in Indiana. So I got back to Indiana. J.O. was there. Stack was there. Uh, you know, Jamal Tinsley. Yeah, we had a crew. Yeah. I'm like, I'm coming back. I'm getting my six-man roll back. Like, we about to go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it just didn't go as planned. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You know, mm-hmm. Stack had to shoot out in training camp. <laughs> so that's the first thing that just, you know, started to spiral. And, uh, and then, you know, we was just a little wilder. We we forgot we was NBA players a little bit the yeah. way we was conducting ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> you know we was partying. We was nice, right? We knew we could win games, so we just went so hard off the court. Yeah, and you know you could just tell like things was kind of coming to a point. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ahead, you know what I'm saying? Like it was up. just like yeah, they, they not gonna continue to let us act like this. And uh, you know one day I'm at practice. And uh, Don, Donnie Walsh calls me upstairs, and I'm thinking it's just some routine, whatever. And he was just like, I traded you. <laughs> and I was just like, what? He's like, I traded you. I was like, I just signed back. I just, I just 
built a house. I, I was gutted a house and every I had just moved in it three days yeah. before that. And yeah. him calling me up there. So he's like, You're gonna have to sell it. Or whatever. Like <laughs> I was like, well, what I, I was like, like, like you're <laughs> so you gonna have to sell it. But I respect that dog because you know not word. Get that. No, you're right. Like they'll have you all day at practice, everybody smiling, you'll see the dude who posed to call you and tell you that. Soon as you get to the crib, yeah, you just got traded. Like, right. well, I just seen you. Yeah, yeah, right. Y'all did it that fast since I left the gym? Yeah, like at least he, he gave you the respect <laughs> no, for sure. to your No, for No, Donnie, like man, Donnie, was, I'm, man. Donnie's a mobster. He's a mobster, bro. He come from that. He cut from that cloth. Yeah. Right? He wanted that. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? Facts. I'm telling you, the way for a man to sit in his office with no lights on and smoke cigarettes, like, he cold. He's just yeah. different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, cold, yeah. Right. So so we get traded to Golden State. And uh, I know from when I get there, the first thing, <laughs> first thing Donnie Wall said to me, he's like, why don't you rebound more? And I was like, I don't know. I get like seven rebounds a game. He's like, y- you should be getting 10. He's like, I think it's because you overweight. So that was my first encounter with him. Yeah. You know, like literally. He's like, I think you overweight. You need to lose like 10, 15 pounds or whatever. So. He put me on this schedule like me and BD used to have to weigh in every week. You know what I'm saying? Tr- tracking our weight. But we get there, bro. They was they was in the maybe seventh spot when we got there. They was playing pretty good. They traded Troy Murphy, Mike Dunleavy, whoever else brought us in. We got there. BD was hurt when we first got there. So we played like the first three games without BD. I think we lost all three games. BD comes back. We like go two for five out of the next couple, whatever. So now – you know, now you get towards the end of the season. And I think we needed to go – I think we needed to win 16 out of 19 games to make the playoffs, and we did that shit. Hmm. And we just – and you got – as y'all know, that's what you call that. That's called momentum. Momentum. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that momentum. You win 16 out of 19 games, you rolling. Straight up. You, you know rolling. what I'm saying? So we took that into the playoffs. Um Nelly had just left Dallas, so he knew everything about Dirk. He knew all his tendencies and everything he said Dirk would do, Dirk did every single time. He'd say he's going to turn over his left shoulder every time. He turned over his shoulder left every time. No matter who was around, whenever he turned, everybody went for the block on his jump shot. Yeah. So we was blocking his jumper because, you know, he bring it back and all that. Yeah. he make his move spin, and we was just blocking it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I, honestly, I think that now that I know the game and after I looked at that series again, I think what they messed up was that they played down to us. Yeah. They didn't play how they won right. the 60-something games. They didn't games. play how they won, played all season. They changed the way they played to yeah. match us. And I think that if they played big over time, you know, big wins. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The more rebounds you get, all that, that really plays a part into winning. Yeah, they remember. tried to match down to us, and that was the wrong thing. I remember that because Mark McGuire was working with us with the Knicks, and he was tight with Donnie. With Don Nelson, and he was like, out there, he was like, I got him. He was like, he said he talked to Don the one day. He was like, man, he was like, now he said, we got, I got him. I fucking got him. Yeah, he was so, that was the championship. So I'm telling you, we went to, we played Utah. That's his focus and all that went to the dump. I'm talking about Nelly as the coach. Like, once we beat, that was his championship. Word. He did not, I'm telling you, man, he kicked his feet up after that. It did not matter, bro. When we was in the elimination game, it was like so no like, sense of urgency. So like, oh, no, that's okay. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking <laughs> like that's okay. I'm looking like damn, Nelly. Like, and I remember, man, I just think about stuff like this. is The relationship I had, and that's why I hated him. So we in the elimination <laughs> game, right? And I go like, he played the shit out of me. Just I'm gonna tell you exactly what he said, bro. I swear. 
<laughs> so we in the huddle after the shoot around or whatever. And he didn't really say nothing. So, you know, me just like, I'm telling him, I'm like, yo, man, like, like we could win this. You know what I'm saying? Like, we could pull this off. We down 4 1, whatever. Like, we could, you know. <laughs> after I got finished, Nelly was like, man, nobody want to hear that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, <laughs> bro, I am not lying to y'all, bro. I am not, bro. He killed you all the way off on that one, like, man, shut your ass up, bro. Nobody want hear that shit, bro. Dog, me and his relationship was never the same after that, son. After that, I always, I always wanted problems with him. After that, he, boy, could, he, he couldn't even play. Yeah, he boy, couldn't, he after that, boy. bro, after that, he couldn't even play with me ever. Like he'd become a locker room, say slick shit. I just turn up every time. He like, damn, oh. I'm just playing. I'm like, don't play with me. Oh, yo. <laughs> so you serious from now? Yo. I'm serious with you from here on out. There's no more jokes, bro. <laughs> yo, that next season was man, oh, we was bro, on edge. Bring it in on. Nope, man. Nobody want to hear that shit. Bring it. In. That's how he did me, son. <laughs> that's really a dream, boy. That's how he did me. I ain't going to front. I ain't lying. <laughs> no, ain't the best that, part bro. about that is because we've every one of us have been in that position before where somebody on some team we was on start that shit. Like, don't nobody want to hear from you right now. And he did you like that. That's what's coming. No, no that's, that's disrespectful, Because you bro. know, you did all, we did all play with somebody. Well, here you go. No, that's disrespectful. No, because the thing about that's it is, like, we really was barely losing to them every time. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, y'all, everybody he was, was like, passionate and stuff. Yeah, and like, he was like, I'm just like, yo, we really, time. we done? We, this is it? That, that was all y'all wanted to do? Yes. Yeah, like, and he was like, like yes. Nobody want to hear that shit. <laughs> he was for real. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was sitting there like, oh. He was talking. He sitting there like, <laughs> I would have been pissed, boy. I like, looked at his watch when you was he talking. Not he hearing your speech. Man. That <laughs> man could not say a joke to me the rest of the, that whole next year, period. And then when I got when I got traded from there, it was when I came to the Knicks to save the Knicks. Stop. Just no. Time out. I need to say this because I don't think they know. I want every New York Knicks fan ever. Y'all need to please. <laughs> If y'all don't, I don't know how much you do or you don't, but I just, y'all need to really love this man. This man, I promise to God, I don't think my entire time as a Nick, I don't remember no teammate wanting it for the city better than this man. This man came in, when he got traded, he was like, oh my God. He was like, bro, Q, I'm here. <laughs> he was like, bro, I've been waiting so like, yo. I want to be a Nick. Like, he holding his jersey. I'm looking like, bro, you been in the league too long to be looking at a damn jersey like you just got picked or something. Nah, son. Nah, son. It's on, son. Like, son. Son. City. It's like, son. Yo, son. First three games, my man couldn't buy a bucket. But when I tell you, he was the most positive, optimistic, <laughs> broke mother you ever seen in your life, missing. Coming, he he missed like two in one possession. Get a kick out, shoot it again. Come to the bench, time out, car. Son, it's coming. I ain't gonna miss some more. You, I'm, I ain't gonna miss some more. I'm like, I know your ass better not like you. Man, I'm talking about, bro. I swear, I was like, I tried to tell him, I was like, yo. 
I tried to taper his expectations because, you know, we was there doing, like, one of the worst stretches ever. He came in with so much positive. Y'all didn't want to see my friends just be crushed like that. I was like, bro. He believe y'all can win. Bro. Oh, I was so optimistic. He was like, I'm going a, I'm to a kill. I'm, they going to sign me back. I'm going to be like, this, this is it. This is, I'm, I'm going out of I was Nick. home, bro. He was like, I'm home. home like, he always like, wanted to be a I always wanted to play in New York, son. In the always. garden. Your cue is just like, Okay. I was like, I'll be positive. Like he told, he told me one time. He told me maybe two times. He told me maybe a third time. After that, he's like, okay, <laughs> okay, you'll see, then you'll see. He came down to Orlando a little bit after that. I was in Orlando. He was just like, man, bro. It's just, I was just like, things understood don't need to be talked about. I don't want you to revisit this pain. <laughs> I was like, just he was right. All I was saying is he was right. He said you couldn't fix it. He's just like, this thing is all messed up. I'm telling you. He's like, you can, it's not. It's just not right. I felt so bad for him, though, because it was like, you genuinely, I promise. You could. I never had nobody f- come that was more, ex- and we was we was still at the bottom of the bottom at the time. Worst in the league, highest. No, nah, I think league. when I got there, we was like in the playoffs. We was like eight seed or something when I first, first got there. Because Zebo, remember I got traded for Zebo and Catino right. on them. So That's y'all was right. like right there. That's right. We, but we fell and out. And then we, we fell out. At the end. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to tell you what's crazy though real quick everything he told me <laughs> I told T-Mac that next season when he got <laughs> traded I was like T-Mac this shit ain't right bro. <laughs> <laughs> now, see that's the craziest thing hey, T-Mac was like one season nah dog we got enough pieces dog we gonna do this I'm telling you I'm back I'm feeling good I'm like bro I'm like bro you sitting there like this like I, 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 I'm like you feel, I, you feel good I know I'm, I'm like, like bro, like, bro bless your heart you feel <laughs> good <laughs> bless his heart Bless his heart. Oh, this guy, man. Who was that person that gave you problems? That person you was like, man, I don't really want to see him or this. Oh shit, this finna be a long night. We was just, him. we was just with him, bro. Zebo, only one, bro. Like literally, I be putting the shoes on. Like, oh my god. Zebo used to box out on offense and defense. He the only dude I ever met that stays on your body the entire time. time you're in the game. I'm like, you the on the three-point line, he's still on you. I'm like, why are you – Why are you, I'm on offense. Get off me. That man, yo, that man, he relentless, bro. Don't jump. He just relentless. He just carves out space, and he a bucket. He was a bucket. He get a bucket, and he going to rebound all he the time. He going to rebound. Offense and defense. It's like a wrestling the match the whole time. He like – it was like – I don't know if you had to play against Reggie Evans. Yeah. So Reggie, another one, right? But Reggie ain't get no buckets. Yeah, Reggie didn't have the game as Zebo got. But Zebo, Zebo got that Reggie in him without the wild. He's not as wild as Reggie, but yeah. he got that same on your body the whole time. So you're going to play all night like it's no plays off. Yeah. But Zebo, a bucket. Another person was Paul Pierce. Those are the only two. Paul is good. Because Paul, like. A problem. He's going to be problems, but it'll just be like, I didn't like him. <laughs> Which made it even worse, right? Like I hated him for no. I don't know why I hated him, and I like everybody. But for some reason That's about why I couldn't Paul, believe bro. That you fought that one year. Like when you fought on the bench and stuff, I couldn't believe that you fought somebody. When which one? Oh, like you was nice, like in Indiana. Oh, when I now nah, so in Indiana, I had a couple of I had a little scuffle with Jawan Howard. Yeah, I couldn't believe I that slam, you were like, I, I like, slammed man, George Lynch. I'll be smiling every time I see him. Like, <laughs> he I, get cho- mad. I, I, grab, I grabbed up, uh, what's his name, Mo Pete one time. He tripped me on the open and court. And look who you getting into it with. Jawan Howard and Mo Pete. Two the other nice, people that don't even and fight. And George Lynch. That's what I said. Just <laughs> they like, don't even fight. It's crazy, bro. 
But yeah, but that that Chris, I mean that uh Paul Pierce, bro. He uh, but I, his game was like, like he said, like he used to like make moves and stuff, and you kind of think he off balance, but he was never off balance. He was shifty. He was shifty. And his step so, back like, you kinda, was legit. Yeah, so you kind of like back up. You think he like just gonna fall into you, and he just was never. Like, off they balance. were trying to play him a lot this year because of what he was saying on TV. But like he had a lot of facts. Like he didn't. Create the step back, but you, if you played against him in the era, he damn sure made it nah, popular. He, he damn sure was out back. there featuring it and giving people the business. Yeah. And was a problem off of it. Step yeah. back, pump fake, game winner, yep. sending people home on yeah. the regular. Like, oh, he, had man. The, he had the side step too. Side That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. That, that was really popular. Yeah. Yeah. He was know side each other game. That's what the crazy thing about it. We all know each other game. Right. Everybody know of our era know that, like, Paul Pierce, especially if you send him left, he going to step back. Every oh. Time. Every time, oh, boy. if you cut him off, and then if you you try to give him a lane to the goal and think you gonna meet him there, he gonna surprise yep. bunny you and dunk the shit you. out you. Bang you know, but we saying? had real scouting reports back then. We had scouting reports, yeah. multiple had, like, pages. We had like four or five pages. Like you know, I done did the whole thing in the league. You yeah. know, for it is one page, bro. <laughs> it's just yeah. like a quick sleep. It's, like, yeah, yeah, it's nothing compared to what we had. Like we knew and think about it, we would go over. Tendencies in shoot around. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I'm like, all right, D Miles. So when Darius gets the ball here, he's gonna go here every Mm -hmm. time. Like, and we played you for that. Yeah, they don't do none of that now. You know what I'm saying. So like you said, we we was forced to know each other again. What what's the what's the story you always think about when you always tell me? You tell me he's told me this story, people, viewers, fellow watchers out there. He's told me this story away from you, like. I don't know, like 10, 20 different times just because, like, like I said, we tight, but this was so long ago. Go ahead, tell them what happened. This was so one way time, back. So one time we came out here to play them or whatever. Or we might have been playing late, but whatever it was, we were at Cheesecake Factory in the marina. Me, you, and him, we all at Cheesecake you know, we, we, we frequented Cheesecake So I don't factory. know how it came up, but we were just talking about scouting reports or whatever. So it came up, and we was asking, like, what each team said about everybody. So I went first, of course. So I'm telling <laughs> So I'm telling them, like, yeah, they say Q do this and the three and this, and they D-Miles, D-Miles, open court, this, that, and the third. So I was like, what they say about me? And D-Miles was like, well, <laughs> the coach is just like, don't really worry about you. AG <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, disrespected him. <laughs> and it was Alvin Gentry, bro. And I, I, seen him, I seen him last summer with T. Lou in the Aria Hotel. He came up saying hi. I was mad, bro. I'm still mad, dog. AG was the coolest dude on the planet. Man, I don't know why. AG bro. saw you. I know he saw you speak. Like, what's up, man? Yeah, how, how you feeling? Hey, how, how, how you, you looking at him like? Probably wasn't what I was wrong with that. Oh, I'm telling you, bro. You, I'm telling you, dog. You, man, you threw me for a loop that day. I was in my mind. I had to get better. Bro, he just mentioned this thing yesterday. I don't know where we was talking about. What I don't even know how that came up. He brought that up yesterday. Hey, bro, yeah. you got to let it go, man. We yeah, in L-I-G piece, it, Craig. Man. Let it go. I just want to sit down with him and just ask him, did he mean it? I'm like, yeah, he's like, don't worry about you. Like, I was like, really? I was getting menaced. <laughs> let me ask you this. From your teammates that you played with in the past, if you had to choose two to play three-on-three with, who was the two teammates you, you used to play with that you would choose? Healthy? You can't say Q. I know I'm your favorite. You can't say me. I ain't going to say you, Q. Besides Q? Hell no. I know you ain't going to choose Q. <laughs> well, I ain't going to yeah, pick hey, Q. Yeah, hey, that's what? We, you know how we roll. But I ain't going to. It's my, my Golden State 3, son. Me, Stack 5, and BD. Uh, 
say they ready for whatever we believe. Because, I, I mean, other than I would take J.O. if I wasn't the big, but I feel like I could play the big spot. You know what I'm saying? No matter who the big is, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So I'm going to take Stack 5 and BD. Talk about you and Stack friendship. Yo, we brothers, man. How y'all became brothers. Yeah, we, we brothers. Y'all got a close bond. I, everybody so, know Jack a fool. Right. Y'all got two different personalities. I'm always the one keeping them Everybody in needs a yin to their yang. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, when I first met Stack, bro, so like I told y'all, I was working out with this AAU guy named Sandy Pione at the Y in Union, New Jersey. Hot gym, hot Y, whatever. Floor used to sweat. You'd be so hot in there. And one day I come in to work out uh, and Stack's there. Right? Stack walks into the gym. Right? So he country till he come in to get worked out or whatever by dude or whatever. Or Arthur. And dude come in, I promise you, take his pants off, right? You know, to put his hoop stuff on. But he had so much starch in his jeans that he took his jeans off and he stood them up. And they just stood there, the pants by themselves. They just what got the crispy starts? Oh my god! What got that good Niagara? Boys, you know boys out there with the crispy starts. Oh man, <laughs> Niagara! <laughs> he left the boy. He left the boys standing there by themselves. But I never seen pants stand up by themselves. Yeah. So that's why I knew he was country. <laughs> but we worked out, whatever, and that's when I first met him. So then I don't see him again until I get in the league yeah. or whatever. And you know we was cool or whatever. But it all started like when we became golden, when we became teammates in Indiana and went to Golden State together. Yeah. And like we became super tight over that season. He was my witness to marrying my wife. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he like my homie homie. You know, my first daughter, he's the god he's the godfather. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we just been ride or die ever since. You know what I'm saying? And tell people all the time, blood can't make us no closer. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like he one of them dudes like how y'all are. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And what I mean by that is like his last is your last. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and vice versa, and that's how he is with me. Like, he'll never, if I ain't got it, then he got it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's how we roll, for sure. Yeah, man, that's love right there, bro. Yeah. Shout out to Stack 5. <laughs> hey, but hold up, bro. Before we get all the way deep into the Viola, how did you get an interview with David Stern, and how did you get him talking about Mary Jane? Bro, no. And he said that it should be, it should be legal. Sorry. See, we had to almost flip the table on that. Man. So listen what happened, bro. So when I when I first got moved to LA, yeah, but I hit you after that. I say, bro, hold up, time out. I don't know how you did that. Like that was crazy. Remember, I hit yeah, like hit you side, but like wait a minute, immediately. Bro. Like, soon I you see that, like yo, what? As soon as you saw it. So what happened was I went to this thing called the Milking Conference here in LA or whatever. So it's pretty much just like all the the world's thought leaders like come and talk about all these different industries and different things like that. So I got invited because I was talking to these guys about starting a um a fund or whatever. So um Guggenheim. I was talking about doing like a fund for athletes and stuff like that. I had talked to you about during mm-hmm. that time. So I went there just to kind of meet people and different things like that. So David Stern was on one of the panels or whatever. So when I went, it was him, Robert Kraft, uh the guy from like uh Univision or whatever, like uh but it was pretty much all about esports, like the impact of esports compared to regular sports. And the guy that owned the technology company, he was saying that esports is going to be bigger than regular sports. Like people are going to stop going to arenas or whatever. So you already know David Stern, like he mad, witty, and smart. So he was up there chewing this dude up, you know, right. just chewing him up with all different facts and this, just being David Stern, right? So when he got done or whatever, I just went up to him just to say what's up or whatever. So. What was impressive about him is like the first thing he asked me was how was my knee? 
You know what I'm saying? And that was the one thing about him. Like, his mind is crazy. Like, he remember everything about all of us. You know what right. I'm saying? He's, Man. like, amazing at that. You know what like I mean? Like a book in his head. Yo, it was crazy because he's like, how my knee? And it wasn't like my knee was like, my knee almost fell off during the game. I had some off-the-court knee issues. Like, but, So I was just like, it's all right. I was just like, um, he's like, what are you doing now? So I was like, yeah, I'm starting about, thinking about starting a fun with the players and this, that, and the third. He's like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. I was like, I'm also in the cannabis space. And he's like, oh, really? So he's like, so what you doing in the space? And I was like, well, I got a building and I grow and this. So I started giving him the whole spill. And he was like, I live in Aspen, Colorado in the off season, oh, okay. uh, during the winter sometimes. So I was like, where? He was like, yeah, it's cannabis places everywhere. I was like, yeah, you should let me come talk to you about it sometime or whatever. I said, we should just sit down and have lunch. So he was like, cool, let's do it. Gave me his number. So it took me literally like 18 months to tie him down. Like he is one of the busiest people in the world, right? So... He had hit me and said that um, he was like, uh, I'm actually going to be in New York for the next three weeks, and I got some open time slots. And the time slot was 30 minutes. He had a 30-minute time slot for me to come meet with him, right? Yeah. So when I get there, you know, I tell him the Viola story. I tell him about my grandmother and, like, how I got into the space and everything. And he was just like, wow, sounds interesting or whatever. And then he was telling me that, you know, back when he was younger, he tried pot before and just made him, he had, uh, had the munchies and different things like that. So then I just started telling him, I was just like, well, you know, now that I've been in this for a while, I, you know, I was telling him, like, I cope with my knee pain and all that through mm -hmm. cannabis. And I started giving him facts, like, why players should be able to use cannabis. You know what I'm saying? And then he gave me the story. So now think about what I'm telling you. Now my 30-minute meeting went almost two hours. You know what I'm saying? He had, like, the, uh, the the president or the kings, some lady that was hired there. She was waiting or whatever. Like, he's so interested in it. And pretty much how I was able to flip him, you know, through it all was that I had mentioned to him, I had just kind of walked him through the, the player's day. You know what I'm saying? And... um you know, as we all know, like, you know, we go through so many emotions getting ready for the game. We play the game. We all hyped up. Whether it's, you know, good emotions, bad emotions, mad your teammate, mad at the other player you play adrenaline. against. Like, adrenaline, like, after the games, like, we on 10. You know what I'm saying? And what we all do is we have the Grey Goose, the Hennessy. We got all that stuff waiting for us in the locker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, like, that's how we cope. That's how we bring ourselves down. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, we know that liquor has no benefits for your body at all. You know what I'm saying? And I just explained to him real because I was like, look, I play and I know how players drink almost half a bottle by themselves, especially yeah. when we traveling, you know, right. especially when we get on the plane and all that. So <laughs> I just started explaining to him about the benefits of cannabis and, you know, being uh, acting as an anti-inflammatory and explaining to him about the endocannabinoid system and just like really breaking down to him that this what plant- What you just said? Endocannabinoid, endocannabinoid system. I don't even know what that is. That's I'll break it down for you. Word. Spell it. Endo. That's a spelling bee. Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> so we all got endocannabinoid systems in our body, right? So that's why when that's why when we do get drug tested, that's why there's a limit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we all got a limit because we all got naturally have THC in our bodies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like cannabis is really a plant that was really made for us physically, but more than any other thing in the world that we can consume in our body. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We have a cannabinoid system in our body, which is that's what the plant is made of, of all cannabinoid systems. Yeah. Or cannabinoids or whatever. So um, when I started explaining all that to him or whatever, you know, he was just understanding and, and, you know, I started sending him some more information and stuff like that. And I was just saying to him, I was just like, just imagine in a world where your athlete, you know, and we talk about putting, you know, doing what's best for our players. Imagine after a game, we have an edible, 
right? That has, you know, 100 milligrams in it of CBD and 5% THC. You know what I'm saying? Just enough to calm us down. You know what I'm saying? Relax us so that we can get on the plane and get a good, nice rest. You know what I'm saying? And I asked him, I said, which player would you rather play in the game the next day? A player that drank all that liquor, you know what I'm saying? Dehydrated, you know what I'm saying? Having a hangover or a player that actually used medicine, you know what I'm saying? Got a great night's rest and his body healed from within the entire night because of the CBD that was in it. He was just like, damn. I would rather the latter. I think I would rather guys, you know, use cannabis. Yeah. And pretty much, you know, that's how I was able to flip him, man. And he was just, he went on camera. So what happened was I went met with him again. We chopped it up again, went to lunch this time. When I did the interview, it was funny. Like, I had a list of questions, right? And, you know, he's an attorney, so he's sharp. You know what I'm saying? So I was I had the questions kind of leading him down the road to say something close yeah. to let yeah. the players use it. And on my second question, he said it. He's just like, yeah, I think after talking to you and all the information you gave me, I think the players should be able to use cannabis and all that. And literally, I looked at the producer and was like, what else you want me to talk about? <laughs> like, but, what else but, but, like, that was the purpose, you know what I'm saying, was to get him to acknowledge that, you know what I'm saying? But you know what? Until Jose Canseco book came out, players was using cannabis. They weren't testing as much. Right. For You was taking one test a year. Jose. He wasn't taking four random tests. Jose Canseco came out with the steroid thing, and all leagues had to randomly test, like, four. You know what I'm saying? So, well, it's crazy. But, and it, but see, think about what he did. And it did turned a that. lot of players to alcoholics. A lot of players was drinking heavy. Like, they couldn't. There was a drug. I mean, there was a drug. There was a drug problem in the league. Don't get it twisted. Like you know, before us, though, way before us, like in the seventies and eighties. You know what I'm saying? It was definitely a drug problem. It was a drug yeah. problem everywhere. You understand what I'm saying? It wasn't just in sports. But you think about it with baseball. Baseball, they can use recreational drugs. They don't test them for cocaine. They don't test them for cannabis. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it brings me to believe because now that I'm woke. And I understand like the way people think and the way what's going on in the world. I feel like they test NBA players four random times and all that because they know that's our drug of choice. And most of us are what? Black in the league. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's the reason why they put that in there because they don't, we don't do none of the other stuff for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's very small pockets. Right. But as we know, you know what I'm saying, since we play, we know that 80, 90% of the players dibble and dabble in some form of cannabis use. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Everybody may not smoke. They take edibles. You know what I'm saying? Everybody yeah. realizes that using cannabis is a good time. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. a better time than the liquor. You know what I'm saying? A lot yeah. of times, Jane, that you could wake up and be all you can be the next day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Every single time. So I, I I feel like that was it was kind of aimed at us. You know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, David Stern said that, the reason why he put why he made it a four uh four test was because current players from um from the uh the uh MVP not MP what is it the uh, players association was complaining to him about teammates using cannabis and stuff like that and I promise you I don't believe that I don't believe it man there would be a lot of fuckery going on like I, I would say I, I, I would me. say yeah, no be some lame time about like you know yeah, they have some squares but enough, but some enough, for, him to, but enough for him to change a whole policy I mean okay you got three you got three Maybe, dudes saying you know, no, make, no weed but you got a yeah, hundred saying if, if it's the right lane it's the right lane it's the right one until the head boss 
What's yes. going on? Boy. Like, no, they out there smoking that weed. <laughs> <laughs> our, hallway, no, our hallway be lit. Right. I want you to just talk about what you do in both, in both spaces, though. You know, with the Harrington, with the replay, CBD, for the record, I use it. In the whole se- last two seasons in the big three, the 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 uh, CBD cream, the cream for your yeah, boy, like for boy, your like knees. man, get a get a thigh contusion or a yeah. calf or a sprained ankle or something. You don't need none of that celebrate yeah. stuff that used yeah. to be all them anti flam Like that's dead. I appreciate that, bro. Yeah, like for real. Like so, how like how did you like? veer off from just doing the cannabis to getting into the you know the 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 cbd the the creams and the tinctures and how did you get into that that lane yeah man i just just feel like you know me being in the space and me being a voice um a voice that is being heard and speaking from the mountaintop for a lot of people that don't have a voice i just felt that you know you know you you can can feel whatever the way you want to feel about the tac side of it and maybe Mm -hmm. you don't want to be high and all that type of stuff but at the end of the day, this plan is so dynamic that it's more to it. One of my main goals in speaking out and being an advocate is to humanize this plant, change the stigma. It's fine if you don't want to get high, that's okay. But this plant still do so much more, baby. And me being an athlete, I feel like who do pe- who would people trust more or more than us? Being that right. what we put our bodies through. I've had 14 surgeries. You know what I'm saying? I walk around now like I should be broke down. I should be taking, popping all kind of pills. I take no medication, bro. Like zero pills, nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I medicate through cannabis, everything. So anytime, even when I get sick, I smoke more. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how much I believe in this plant that is a healer. So as far as with Harrington Wellness, you know, what I wanted to do is I wanted to create a company that could be a platform for other athletes. Right. So, you know, every athlete doesn't have the time to go get licenses and different things like that. So what I wanted Harrington Wellness to be was to be almost a parent company for me to be able to take in my brothers. And if they wanted to create brands for them to bring them in house with me and spin out their brands and be able to do the distribution for them. You know what I'm saying? So I started the first company, Replay. Uh, Replay, you know, I say is a is a a brand uh, for athletes created by athletes. You know what I'm saying? And approved by athletes. And approved by athletes you now. And me? I felt like the first thing is that we all deal with chronic pain. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So that was the first thing that I wanted to go after. And I made these creams. I made these tinctures. Uh, I made these capsules. And I also made like this little wellness shot that you could take like you Bro, know, before and after. Literally, workouts. I got the replay shot and I got the little cream. Every week after the big three, I'm 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 lubing up. Right. The Achilles, <laughs> the ankles. Like, look, I gotta, I gotta, hey, I gotta, I gotta get right with the CBD cream. And it, it took was, me two years to figure out that cream too. Bro. I remember so you first, the first time you sent it. The first time you sent it didn't even have a name. Remember, it yep. just was the clear bottle with just the. Just try it. Yeah, it was like yeah. I, t- I say, yo, bro, this yeah. is. This is what's happening. Bro, and I believe in, like, high quality and having a quality product. You know what I'm saying? And that's why, like, you know, before, that's why we're just now launching it two years after I announced it. Because I wanted to make sure the product was right. You know what I'm saying? Because I want to make sure that when you try it one time, you have such a great experience. Not only will you buy more, but you're going to tell friends. I want you to become my biggest biggest salespeople. You know what I'm saying? I think the way you create that is by, you know, by having a product that is just it works at the end of the day. You can be just that simple. Explain to me the name you chose. Viola. I know you told the story about 
Mm-hmm. What the name man? Can you explain it? Yeah, so you know, when I was playing in Denver in 2011, my grandmother came to see me play at the end of the season. Um, miracle in itself, getting her to jump on the plane to come see me. But when she got there, you know, she was taking all this medication yeah. and the athlete in me, you know, because I never seen nobody ever in my life take that many pills, literally so, ever. They had that Sunday through Sunday, uh, yeah, pill about the Sunday big, through Saturday, the big joints, yeah, the like big 30 joint, pills, the yeah, like her joint that. was crazy. My bro. grandma so, and my mom had, that. yeah, all black mothers, you know, yeah. and, and like grandmothers. It's like I feel like everything she had is the, the kit that they all get. They tell me, don't, <laughs> you know they tell me don't, nev- don't never get a pill box like this, right? It's a problem, you gotta yeah. take these every day, and you got to. Bro, so she taking all of it and literally the athlete in me say, Grandma, why are you taking so many vitamins? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, what, like, what you taking? And she started telling me all the stuff she was dealing with. So one of the things she said was glaucoma. Yeah. So I was telling her about what I was reading in the newspaper two days ago, two days before that, about you know how cannabis cured glaucoma. It said it cured it. It was making a claim. And um, I told her about it. And you know, finally she asked me, well, what is cannabis? And I was like, it's marijuana weed. She's like, reefer? She's like, boy, I ain't smoking Reefer, no reefer. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I ain't oh, smoking no reefer. Reefer ain't, ain't going to help no my eyes. Yeah, you back. Yeah. She's like, reefer ain't going to help me. So she shut me down. So the next day I came home and she was sitting at the kitchen table. I had, a, I had a shoot around that morning. So I came home. She was squinting when I walked in the door. And she's like, is that you, baby doll? And I was like, yeah, what's up, grandma? And she was just like, my eyes hurt so bad today, I can barely see. So I said, grandma, you take all that medication and it's still on work? She was like, it's hit or miss. It's hit or miss. I was like, well, look, why don't you try cannabis? I said, it'll be our secret. I won't tell nobody mm-hmm. so she like alright uh, I'm in so much pain today I'll try anything yeah. so I called my boy now I'm not a smoker at this time right I called my boy he goes to get her Vietnam cushions what they recommended and I told him to buy a volcano thing I ain't know how to roll or nothing the you vape, know what I'm saying? Yeah. To vape it out so take her in the garage she hit it like three or four times or whatever so I was like alright grandma I think that's enough let me take you downstairs so I took her downstairs I, you know, I took a nap Woke up an hour and a half later, and before I jumped in the shower, I said, let me go check on her. So I go downstairs, knock on the door, and of course I poke my head through the door with a smirk, because just not knowing, because she, you know, she hit it hard you know, four she, times, so yeah. I'm thinking she might be up there stretching anything, the you know what I'm saying? Miles and literally, high, bro, huh? she, her back was to the door, and she was looking down, I knocked, and, and I, I was like, Grandma, how you feeling? She turned around, she was crying tears. She's like, I'm healed. She's like, you know, I haven't been able to read the words of my Bible in over three years. And I was like, what? And she was like, She's like, everything is so bright and so clear. And I go in there, like, she, like, crying, crying. And, I, you know, she made me cry. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I'm, like, sitting there. I'm all emotional before a game. And, uh, you know, at that moment, you know, it inspired me to learn more. You know what I'm saying? I got to the point where that next year I made my first investment. I bought a, you know, well, excuse me, I leased a 12,000-square-foot facility in Colorado, which now I own it. And uh, in 2014, um, they changed all the regulations and, you know, you pretty much had to become a licensed business at that point. And, um, you know, when we was like, what are we going to name the company? I was like, we got to name it after the person that got us here. And her name is Viola. So that's how we got the name. That's love right there, man. So named it after G-Moms. Who's the best player in the NBA? Right now? Right now. LeBron James. Okay. LeBron James. LeBron James. (laughs) Look, I feel like you got to have three all-stars to beat Braun a lot of times, dog, because I feel like he canceled two people out by himself. But I will say this. I think that this might be his last year of dominance, dominance. I think that it got to catch up to him. Nah, I mean, this will be a key year seeing, like, I mean, after watching him go and get injured and play, miss 18, whatever, his right. most amount of games, like, it, it'll be interesting to see if he misses and how many he misses and, like, if he gets injured or anything. Because, like you said, right. at some point – 
your back nine has to start, my G. Yeah, you yeah. have to like get a chink here or there. So it's like, is he gonna? How many games is he gonna miss? Is he gonna be game managed or you know right. managing for the season? Because because at some point, like you said, it has yeah. to take its toll, and your your superhero strength has to and go he ta- out. And he takes care of his body, unbelievable. Like more, more, more than, than anybody, like better than anybody. He, he's I still, mean, he's, he's rewritten. He's rewritten what but, we think a prime is and all that. He didn't ran straight like because. Come on, dog. A year, what was he, year 15, 16 last year and averaging like 27, 8, and 8. Numbers keep going up. Like, bro, like, it's a joke. We want to present you from our sponsors. We got this Hennessy VSOP, but it's okay. a very special bottle. Oh, right. The, got the, the knuckleheads, the knuckleheads edition. You smell me. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you something. I'm proud of y'all, man. Y'all I'm cold, saying. boy. Y'all some cold gangsters, boy. <laughs> Golly, I remember y'all telling me y'all want to do a little show and all that. You know what i y'all the hottest thing in the podcast world. That's dope, man. Congratulations, you know man. I'm happy for y'all. And it's beautiful to see, like, two brothers doing something together. And I know y'all, y'all boys is brothers. You know what I'm saying? Trying to do like, you know, do something like Viola, you know what I'm nah. saying? Be, you know what I'm saying? Come in there and create some chaos. Be disruptive. You gotta feel me. Like you, Hell yeah, man. It's our time, dog. You Hell know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, like, they always say most millionaires make their first million at 40. Yeah. We was getting ours when we was 19. So we ain't got no excuses not to take this thing to the next level. You know For what real, I'm saying? We all went pro twice, though. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to That's take. hard. When you, when you can reinvent yourself. You pro again, bitch. And I feel like the impact, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to have it will be bigger than anything I ever did in hoop. And for real. I feel that way, too. You know I definitely feel that way now. So we like, we on our way. All of us. Very bro. positive space right now. Yes, sir. In my life. So yeah. I definitely feel like stuff like this, helping each other out, using each other platforms and Pushing and pushing the ball, we making history with everything we do. Yep. There ain't nobody trying that shit. Time <laughs> 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 Nelson Cole for that one. To all the knucklehead fans, much love, much love. We appreciate the support. Don't forget to check us out and subscribe and download on Apple, iTunes, or Spotify, wherever you check out podcasts, wherever they're available. We out here. Get at us. Yak. The Players Tribune.com.